Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns and I'm super excited to be here with you. Uh, Got some really great stuff to talk about today. So uh, as I promised you yesterday, we're going to talk about these um, sort of these three negative mental states, which uh, from which any uh, negative emotion that you can possibly feel is going to arise from. Okay. Uh, Now, in addition to these mental states, there are also corresponding personalities and we're going to get into that too. Okay. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to jump in pretty quick here because this is an enormously uh, complex and deep subject, and uh, and I don't want to, you know, if I was really gonna cover this entirely, it would take hours upon hours, uh, and we don't have that much time here. So, uh, so I'm gonna get as much as I can in, and uh, again, at the end, I always give you my email address, and this would be a great thing to uh, to email me about if you have any questions or if you want to go deeper on any uh, particular area of this uh, presentation of this podcast. Okay, um, so. Uh, first of all, a little caveat, okay? I am always very super concerned uh, about and very careful in, in handling this, uh, this kind of cross-section between the science-backed mindfulness and emotional intelligence that I talk about and Buddhism. Okay, uh, I want to tell you again, this is not a Buddhist course, <laughs> but you know, not that there's totally nothing wrong with Buddhism. Okay, uh, per se, right? It's it's a wonderful philosophy. It's based on the inner knowledge and compassion that jibes extremely well with the work that I talk about. Okay, but but in terms of Buddhism, I only know the very very tip of the iceberg when it comes to to the the philosophy and, and the the depth. I mean, there's if you walk into a Buddhist bookstore, I mean, there's like millions of copies. Uh, millions of titles, not not just hundreds, not even thousands, but millions. It's uh, like there's been more written about Buddhism than probably anything else that I can even think of. Um, so so you know so please, I don't want to mislead anyone uh, to a misunderstanding, you know that or you know through a misunderstanding of my own or or to some kind of you know to be some kind of poser, uh, you know, trying to talk about Buddhism. Okay, so I just want to be really really clear here that um, that I have nothing, you know. This is not my thing, okay? Uh, but however, the the topic that I'm going to talk to you about today, and the reason for this caveat, is that um, is that even though it is it is rooted very much in Buddhist psychology, okay, the the topic that we're going to talk about today. However, it was first introduced to me by John Kabat-Zinn, who is is a doctor and and a scientist, and not at all a monk. And uh, I don't know if he practices uh, Buddhism, but he certainly doesn't teach Buddhism, as far as I've ever known. And I've I've read tons of his books, and I've studied him for a long time, and I've never found him to be a Buddhist teacher per se. Okay, um, and in addition to that, uh, so so I've talked about a lot that there's, um, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, the Dalai Lama, uh, requ- you know, requested or, 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 you know, yeah, requested that a bunch of his uh, monks come over to the United States to be tested and studied by psychologists and scientists. And, um, and so one of those monks who came here uh, to do these tests, he, and, and, th- and those experiments, those tests and everything are, are, are what everything that I've talked about here is based upon. Okay. So, so, you know, so it's a really, really important thing for, for the work that I do. And so one of the monks that came here, um, he actually wrote a book in 2007 and, um, and the book, uh, in that book is a forward by Daniel Goleman, who is again, one of the people who, who I've studied here in the United States. He's a scientist, a researcher, Harvard educated, you know, not a Buddhist monk. Uh, and he's written a couple of really, uh, seminal books about, um, emotional intelligence 
intelligence and social intelligence. Okay. And so, um, so he wrote this, uh, you know, again, he wrote this, um, the, uh, forward to this book and, um, and in the forward, he states, this is Daniel Goldman again, he states that, that he and all of his colleagues in Western psychology have had it all wrong when they think that their science has its roots in the 18th and 19th century Europe and the United States. What he claims in this forward is that, in fact, the science of psychology you know, in the Western world is really rooted in the psychology of Buddhism that dates back 2,500 years. Okay, so for these reasons, <laughs> I feel that it's fair game for me to bring up today uh, a key tenet of Buddhist psychology that applies as much today as it did 2,500 years ago, okay? Now, in addition to that, I'll give you another caveat that, um, you know, I've talked about the quality of the mind called neuroplasticity, which is the ascension, which is essentially the fact that when we pay attention to, to whatever we pay attention to, you know, restructures the, the neural, you know, structure of our, of our brain to, to act act differently. Okay. Now there's lots of science behind this that I've talked about. Uh, there's podcast uh, episodes early on about the science of mindfulness. And so you can look that up. But the thing is that neuro, um, I'm sorry, uh, neuroplasticity wasn't even a thing in the United States or in the Western world until 1995. However, the Buddha himself writes things that translate to, to neuroplasticity 2,500 years ago. Okay. So all this, you know, all this together, I feel like I'm okay to, uh, to kind of Tip, dip our toe here into a little Buddhist, uh, uh, you know, uh, subject and, and just, I, I hope that you're cool with that. So, um, so what I'm referring to here with all these long caveats <laughs> that is, uh, is often called the three poisons. Okay. Um, you know, also known as the toxic mental states. Okay. According to Buddhist psychology, and again, affirmed by Western researchers and scientists, um, you know, these, uh, you know, poisons or toxic mental states are, are, are from where any negative emotion can arise. Okay. Literally any emotion that you can have that's negative is going to arise from one of these three mental states. Okay. Meaning like if you are, you know, in this, this sort of uh, mental state that, that this is where negative emotions are going to come from. I'm <laughs> just being really clear about that. <laughs> so the three poisons are, uh, grasping, aversion, and delusion. That's what they're called. Now, now these are names of them that I'm using here. They are, they're also called many other things, not many other things, but a few other, uh, names for them. So in case you're out at a dinner party and you're talking to somebody who is a practicing Buddhist, um, you know, I'm I say grasping aversion and delusion. They might call it greed, hatred, and ignorance. Um, you know, there's other nuances that, that people use, nuanced uh, titles that people use for these. So just understand that if you're talking to somebody who is a Buddhist, you know, practitioner or, or knowledgeable about Buddhism, that, that they might be calling these things different names, but they, they mean the same thing. Okay. So I just don't want you to get tripped up at a party. <laughs> um, so, so there, there are also, as I said, corresponding personalities to these mental states, and I'm going to cover those too. All right. Uh, but please, again, understand that, that this is an enormously complex, uh, subject and I'm going to try to cover it in full. Uh, but, but, you know, it could take a very, very long time to really fully cover all this. So, uh, so you can, uh, you can email me for more information on this. And I actually also have a, a quiz that I can send you that will help you to determine, uh, your personality, the, the one of these three personalities that's more dominant for you. All right. Um, 
So now first I'm going to walk you through the three mental states and then we're going to get into the, the corresponding personalities. Okay. And now the really good news that I want to tell everybody right up front is that all of these, the mental states are, are things that you do, you're not stuck with and the personalities themselves are, are totally changeable. Okay. Now, again, because of neuroplasticity, we know that even if you're 90 years old, you can change a personality uh, that you, you feel identified with. Okay. And you can change your 10, of your mind to, to dwell in the opposing positive mental states to these three negative ones. Okay. So this is good news for you. Okay. I want you to feel good about that. Now, um, so the first mental state I'm going to talk about is called grasping. Okay. Uh, so grasping is kind of like, you know, desire going to the extreme. Okay. At the, in fact, at the far end of the spectrum of grasping would be addiction. Okay. Uh, so it, it's kind of like feeling like, you know, like life just can't go on without having this thing that I want. Right. Um, you know, now in the short term grasping, you know, looks like overindulgence, right? It, it looks like, uh, you know, a, an extra serving of food at dinner. It, it looks like a couple extra drinks, uh, you know, before you go home, it, it looks like, you know, maybe an indulgent, uh, uh, purchase of something that you don't really need. You know, um, you know, these are, these are signs of grasping in the short term. However, in the long term, um, you know, over the course of a lifetime, it's, it's much more sort of insidious. And, and what that looks like is, um, is constantly striving kind of for that next thing. Now, a lot of people in this life, and I'm talking about a lot of people, maybe some of you, uh, feel this very strongly because it's, it's very, very common that, that we, we tend to, you know, we tend to look at our lives as sort of like, you know, like, like, we we need to get to certain milestones where we'll find our happiness okay so so in other words you know a lot of people feel like okay when i finally get that position in my career then i'll be happy when i when i get married that's when i'll be happy when when i finally get a big house or or a fancy car or what have you that's when i'll be happy and the trouble is that almost always when we get to that point you know when you get that career, uh, you know, milestone, or you get the big house, or you get the job, the, uh, the marriage, or whatever it is, you know, when you get there, you realize that, oh, wow, no, I'm still not happy, that, that didn't do it, and now, not only are you going to strive even more for that next thing, but now you're actually depressed, because you've been banking on this, you, you know, for years and years and years, that now you're going to be happy, and now you feel that you're not happy, and then, you know, depression and even panic and anxiety start to, to sort of creep into your, 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 your life and your, your mind and your, you know, personality and everything else. All right. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's grasping. And again, it's, it's, it's no fun. <laughs> all right. Um, aversion was the next one up and, uh, aversion essentially is essentially non-acceptance. Okay. So, um, you know, a, a lot of times people, you know, the, the definition of aversion means to sort of push away or to, to sidestep, you know, like if you're averting trouble, you're, you're staying out of trouble, you know, but, but but in fact, what I'm talking about here and the, the way that I'm defining aversion when I'm talking about these mental states is, uh, and it's not just me, it's also the scientists and the Buddhist monks and everybody else. But, um, but when we talk about aversion here, it it's almost becomes like a clinging to that which you don't want. All right. And, and so it's, it's a little, you know, it's a nuanced difference, but it's important. Right. Um, so, so, you know, so, you know, when you're feeling aversion, it's like you're, you're so 
against what this thing is that you're trying to to avert that you're actually clinging to it and that's where it becomes a negative thing and that's where emotions that arise from it are things like you know uh you know um hatred or anger or rage irritability annoyance uh resentment grumpiness you know these are all signs of of an aversion uh mental habit or mental trait i should say um you know basically it's it's the rejection of reality okay and that that's essentially the the bottom line of what aversion is okay and again i'm going to tell you about how you know to get away from it in just a few minutes all right uh now the third one is delusion uh delusion is essentially the inability to see things as they really are okay um now i talked to the other day about the um sort of the the three spheres of anything that you can kind of know or experience right so in anything that you're approaching from a standpoint of knowledge or experience there's there's a sphere that is what you know about this thing right and then there's another sphere that's what you know you don't know about this thing right but then there's a sphere that dwarfs these two under most circumstances that's just huge right and that sphere is what you don't know that you don't know about this thing okay so so people who are or dwelling in a uh, mental state of delusion they're the people who who don't even acknowledge the fact that there is that third sphere of the you know that they don't know what they don't know about a given subject okay and so um so that's like a really big sort of uh uh you know tipping point or or sort of tip off uh for this this you know idea that that is delusion right so so when you find yourself just making assumptions about things or or you you find yourself, uh, you know, sort of like, you know, closing yourself off to other uh, angles or other ideas about a given thing. That's a good sign that you're you're dwelling in a mental state of delusion, and and out of that is going to come nothing but, um, you know, frustration, anxiety, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, fear, uh, you know, resentment. Even although that's more of an aversion thing, but but I think you get the point. Um, so um, you know, another another sign of delusion is you. Know, you know, as I talked about the other day, the, the thoughts that we create, you know, tend to create stories and narratives in our mind, right? And, and so a lot of times these narratives are one-sided. They're, they're just, you know, they're, they're not, you know, there's no counterpoint to them, right? And, and so when we believe in these narratives and we believe in these thoughts, you know, with like no, you know, no challenge to them, that's also a sign of delusion, all right? Um, and uh and then also uh you know making assumptions about outcomes of any kind right that's also a, a a thing of delusion right now now these mental states are are just that right they're mental states that we can find ourselves in at any given time right but the question is you know we're going to get to in a second the question is how much energy we're giving to these things now in uh in mindfulness and in neuroplasticity right the the there's a saying that that uh, that illustrates this that that where attention goes energy flows okay so so what that means is that is that when you're you know when you're paying your attention to you know for instance like you know not accepting you know the reality of of what's happening right or rejecting a person per, uh, per, pardon me a particular outcome you know you know when you're when you're engaged in that and you're paying your attention to that that's where your energy is going okay so now there's a really great story that that illustrates this that i really love i'm going to share it with you here real quick um 
there, there's lots of different versions of this story, but the one that I really love uh, was told to me uh, that there's, uh, you know, the scene is a, uh, a Native American tribe uh, where there's a young brave and, and part of his rite of passage to become a, 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 a man in the, in the tribe. He's talking to the shaman of the, of the tribe, right? And the shaman is telling him that, that inside of every person, every single person on earth, inside of us all, there's, there's two wolves, okay, that are constantly fighting for dominance, right? Now, the one wolf is, uh, it represents, you know, compassion, uh, generosity, uh, understanding, uh, empathy, you know, love. And the other wolf represents, you know, uh, dominance. It represents aggression. It represents anger. It represents violence. It represents uh, conquest, right? And and these two wolves are fighting for your entire life. From the day you're born to the day you die, these wolves are fighting inside of you for dominance. And so the young kid looks at me and says, well, which one wins? And the elder says to him, the one that you feed, all right? And that's what I mean by giving energy to them. Like you're feeding those, those, you know, the three negative mental states. Now the, the opposite of the, uh, of the mental states, right? So, so the opposite of, um, of, uh, grasping is, uh, is acceptance, right? Uh, the opposite of aversion is, uh, patience, right? And the opposite of delusion is a beginner's mind. Okay. So, um, so again, this is all like, uh, Actually, I think I just reversed those. I'm very, very sorry about that. But uh, the opposite of, of grasping would be patience or, or generosity. The opposite of, of aversion would be acceptance. And the opposite of delusion would be, um, would be uh, <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I'm looking through my notes here, uh, <laughs> would be the beginner's mind. I'm really sorry about that. I hope you all forgive me. Um, but anyway, um, there, you know, these things are not all created equally is, is one of the points that I wanted to make is that, uh, you know, when we talk about these three mental states, they're, they're not created equally, okay? Because delusion is the one that is the inability to see things as they really are, you know, outside of our understanding of reality that kind of gives way to the other two. Okay, so so it's important to understand that, too. And and that's, you know, by as a result of that, you know, this is almost always the one of the most common ones is delusion. Right. Like a lot of people suffer from delusion. And it's not like a delusion in a clinical sense where you're like a crazy person. But it's just that, again, that inability to really see things the way that they really are. Okay. Um, so now, um, again, so these negative mental states over the course of a lifetime become our personality traits, okay? And, uh, and now it starts with our parents and our upbringing, and, uh, and it continues on in our lives as we feed them, you know, th- through our mental habits, right? Now, again, there's that word mental habits, right? Because, you know, this stuff starts when we're very young. Again, it it's comes from our parents and our, even our grandparents and our culture and everything else, right? And, and, and through this, we form mental habits and and with those mental habits we feed these these uh these you know personality traits and then they become uh you know just you know for the rest of our lives they become the sort of uh you know personalities that we dwell in that that generate our emotional 
uh, you know, emotions and feelings, right? So, so in other words, you know, we're, we're kind of stuck in this cycle of, of uh, you know, creating negative emotions just by feeding these negative mental states, which then become negative personality traits. I hope that all makes sense. And I, I'm really sorry that I, I lost my space here for a minute. Um, I don't edit any of these podcasts, so I'm just going to let it roll and I'm just going to hope that everybody laughs at me and, and it's all good and, and I'll see you again on Monday. So, um, but anyway, um, the same way that these mental habits and personalities were are developed over time, right? Like the nurture versus nature kind of thing, right? We can change them through intentional practice, okay? Now, again, as I mentioned, there are stories of people who are, there's actually a story that I know of somebody specific who was 92 years old and went to see someone and did these the same practices that I'm telling you about and, and was able to change his entire personality, okay? So, so please, none of this is any kind of sentence. This is all uh, easily changed, okay? Very easily changed or very simply changed. It does require practice, so that may be not so easy, but definitely simple. All right. Um, so let's talk about the personalities now. All right. So uh, so a grasping personality is is sort of constructed around desire. Right. Um, it's marked by, you know, craving, by passion, addictions, jealousy and pride. OK, these are the things that are that are in a grasping personality. Right. So a, a person with a grasping personality will tend to drive in a relaxed, easy uh, attention and and uh, and sort of move through traffic, uh, you know, gracefully. OK, um, you know, I, I have a teacher who applied all these things to the act of driving because that's something we all do. OK, um, um, so an aversive personality, right, is is constructed around judgment and and rejection of experience. Okay, um, you know it's it's marked by things like anger, aggression, and the need to feel in control. Okay, now a person with an aversive personality is likely to kind of walk around with, you know, hard steps and walk quickly. And, and they're most likely to drive very aggressively. Okay. And, and sort of get annoyed at other drivers. Okay. This is, you know, aversion. Okay. Um, a diluted personality, right, is constructed around uncertainty and confusion. Okay. Now this is marked by, uh, things like perplexity, uh, worry, doubt, uh, scattered thoughts, uh, and even anxiety and agitation. Okay. Uh, a person with a diluted personality will tend to walk hesitantly, uh, you know, shuffle along, uh, you know, and, and usually inattentive drivers, right? They, they're usually the kind of drivers who drift over the world. They kind of over the road, rather, they kind of meander through traffic and, and old and often probably getting lost. Okay. Um, so, um, now, now the thing is that as you're listening to me tell about all of these, uh, you know, personalities, you, you probably have felt an identification with more than one of them. Okay. And I know that's true for me. Okay. Even though mine, I have done a test that, that tells me that my, uh, dominant, uh, personality is aversion. Okay. So that, that's, I am an aversive personality. Okay. Or, or at least I used to be until I, I was able to change it. Um, so, so, you know, so it's, it's very natural if you're feeling like you're connected to, to more than one of these. Okay. And, um, and again, it, it really becomes, uh, it really becomes about finding the one that is dominant. Okay. Because of course we're, we're very complex in our bodies and our minds. And, and so it's, it's no surprise that we might feel identification to more than one of these. So, so the, the key is to find like which one is dominant because that's the one that we're most often going to be in. Right. So, so the, you know, again, so, so the aversive personality that I feel, right, is most often 
going to dwell in the aversive mental state, right? So, so I have a hard time personally when, you know, like, like, you know, to, to be able to accept something that's been a big challenge for me, right? To just accept reality for what it is, right? I'm the person who, who has historically always been like, you know, like I'd rather sit here and complain about how something is, or, or, you know, in my mind, just be frustrated that like, I can't believe this is how things are for me today, right? You know, and this could be something as simple as a flat tire on your car, or, or it could be something as, as life, you know, a, a life altering as like, you know, a, a, a personal relationship of, of the love of your life, right? Like, like I, you know, like when I get the flat tire, you know, my immediate instinct has always been to be like, I can't believe this happened to me. Like this, uh, this can't be happening to me, right? Whereas that's not accepting and that's not getting me anywhere either, right? All that's doing is wasting my time and my energy uh, where I could be just accepting the fact that I have the flat tire, change the, the darn thing and get on with my life, right? So that's obviously a very simple example of what I'm talking about, but, but you're going to find yourself when you're thinking about this stuff, you're probably going to find yourself, you know, feeling certain, uh, certain dominance of these things and dwelling in these, in these, you know, dwelling dominantly in one out of these three, uh, poisons or toxic mental states. All right. Um, so, uh, again, now I have this quiz, okay. That, that can help you identify which one of these is you. Um, but, um, but again, it, it would take way, take another half hour to go through that. So, um, I mean, maybe I could do that on another podcast, but again, it's, it's sort of an interactive thing. So it's really well done if you, if you can like sort of sit with it and, you know, it's like writing down a whole list and stuff like this. So, uh, so if you're interested in that, you know, this would be a great reason to email me. Okay. Art at artburnscoaching.com. I I'll send it right out to you. Okay. Again, you don't have to talk to me. You don't have to interact with me. It's not, there's no charge for it or anything like that. I just like to help people with this stuff. So, uh, so if you're interested, go ahead and email me, or if you want to talk on the phone, you can book a call with me. That's again, free of charge, no strings attached, the whole thing, uh, on my website. Okay. And that's right on the front page of my website, which is artburnscoaching.com. Um, but, but the key here is to, to accept whatever personality trait you mostly identify with. And in that acceptance, you can change it to your benefit. Okay. And and this also applies to like when you're feeling, uh, you know, if you do identify that you're feeling one of these three negative mental states, the, the really crucial thing is not to, to, not to judge yourself for it. Okay. It's not to say, you know, gosh, I thought I was a better person than this, but I'm, I'm, I'm like living in aversion or I'm living in delusion. Like what's wrong with me? The minute you start doing that, you're actually going into another mental state, another negative mental state, right? Or you're keeping yourself in the mental, in the negative mental state. And, uh, and this is exactly what you don't want to do. Okay. Um, so, so again, the, the idea is to accept it and to, to then through that acceptance, be able to change it. Now I gave you a great, uh, tool to do that with. If you remember, it was called rain. Okay. Uh, recognition, acceptance, investigation, non-identification. If you have questions on that, I really strongly advise you to go back and listen to that uh, podcast again, or again, you know, reach out to me and we can talk about it. All right. Um, so I really appreciate everybody spend some time with me uh, today. Again, I really apologize for the, the slip up with my notes here. You know, my, my handwriting is pretty bad. And so sometimes I confuse myself.
myself. Uh, but again, I'm hoping that everybody forgives me and uh, just like call it like a, uh, a laugh it off kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I'll look back on these, uh, early podcasts and say, Oh gosh, I was so bad at this back then, but I'm going to get better. All right. Um, so anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, really appreciate you, uh, you know, tuning in and, and giving me a listen. And I really hope that this is all, you know, helping you in any kind of way, big or small. And, uh, and once again, I implore you to get in touch with me if you'd like to talk about any of this stuff, uh, more deeply, uh, or if you want to explore the, you know, the idea of working with me one-on-one, uh, over the course of, you know, like either 12 weeks or more or less and, uh, and how I can really help you to, to sort of instill some of this stuff into your life, uh, in a very quick and, and effective way. All right. And that comes through, through intensive work between us. All right. Um, and I say intensive, I don't mean to say like it's intensely hard or painful or anything like that. I make it very painless and, and, and I really pride myself on being able to, uh, weave these practices into the things that busy professionals are already doing. Okay. So that I'm never going to ask you to do, you know, three hours of work on a given day because it's just too much. You can't do it and no, neither can I. So, uh, so anyway, that's my spiel. Uh, I wanted to just share that. And, uh, and again, I thank you and I wish you well, and I'll be back here, uh, on Monday with a new, uh, episode. And, uh, I'm really excited to share all this with you. All right, folks, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Um, and I'll talk to you soon. So long.